Welcome back to Yes, that can't be good. A rewatch podcast of the sci-fi original series Eureka. Let's get going. Hey, this is Doug with the TV Guide Synopsis, Season 4, Episode 10, Oh Little Town. Dr. Noah Drummer, Chris Parnell, tries to steal a dangerous experiment while a holiday party is underway at Global Dynamics, and an unstable hydrogen crystal threatens the safety of the town. Original air date, December 7th, 2010. Creators Andrew Cosby and Jamie Paglia, written by Eric Touchman, and directed by Matt Hastings. Just a quick note before we begin. Over and above the lawn mowing mentioned in this episode, you may also hear quite a bit of verbal stimming, bangs, thumps, very loud soda drinking, giggling, whispering, and various other background noises. We'd like to thank you in advance for your patience. Hi, this is Vicki, and we're back for Season 4, Episode 10, Oh Little Town. It's Christmas in Eureka. Unfortunately, it is not Christmas where we're recording. You may hear some lawn mowing in the background. <laughs> I'm here with my Hello. son, DC. Hello. And DC, who's with us today? My friend, BB. That's right. Hello. Yes. If any of you happen to read my blog, shameless plug, takingstep.com, you may have read about BB, DC's friend, in a couple of the blog posts. DC is excited to be here with BB. DC, as you probably heard before, loves the Christmas episodes of Eureka. He watches them year-round. What's the name of this episode that we're doing right now? Little, little time. Right. What's your favorite Christmas episode of Eureka? Do you hear when I hear? That's your favorite. And if you know DC at all, you know why that's his favorite. Okay, so you ready to get started? Yeah. So, BB. Yes. Since this is your first time co-hosting the podcast. It is. Is this the first episode you've ever seen of Eureka? This is the first episode that I've ever seen of Eureka. Yeah. Yes. And have you since gone back and watched any of the other ones? or are you just, no. no. Just this okay. one. I thought about BB because the Christmas episodes are bottle episodes or standalone episodes. So I knew that he could come in and watch this one without having seen the rest of the series and pretty much know what's going on because it doesn't follow the plot that's going on in the series at the time. And the other Christmas episode is the same way. So hopefully these two will be back for that one as well. Let's start. Carter comes upon a few unhappy kids in Cafe Diem. They're snowbound and can't leave town for Christmas. He tells Vincent to bring some hot chocolate. Yeah. And he goes over to tell them a story. They don't seem interested in the story, though, huh? Yeah. No, they don't. (laughs) They they don't seem too interested in Carter's story. Nope. Not at all. His story is about a few years back when he and Zoe were on their way out of town for Christmas. And that year was unseasonably warm for Christmas time. When they arrive at the town line... They are told that the EM field is not working and no one can leave town. What's going on? Then you can't leave, Sheriff. No one in or out. The electromagnetic shield over Eureka is malfunctioning. Well, doesn't look like anything's. Right now it's more electro than magnetic. It's getting worse. You better shut that thing down. And leave global dynamics vulnerable to the prying eyes of the rest of the world? Sorry, Sheriff. No can do. So we're trapped here for Christmas? 
It's 85 degrees. Dad, they're trying to fix it. Just let them. All right. Well, don't overexert yourselves. We'll make the best of it. Merry Christmas. Do you understand what the EM field is? No, I don't know what the... It's electromagnetic field that okay. covers the town like okay. a dome. It's not only to keep other people out, it's also to keep anything that might go wrong from getting out into the world. Obviously, they can come and go as they please. It's not like keeping them in. You don't crash into a wall. But it's a field that keeps satellites from spying on them and things like that. So, okay, so it's basically kind of like a safe town for them. Yeah, it's supposed so to be. It's, it's supposed to be like it's a safe town for them. Right, it's supposed to be. It doesn't always work out that way, but it is supposed to be. Like we said, it was warm that Christmas. Carter and Zoe find out they can't leave town. They go to Cafe Diem. Carter complains that it's boiling. You know what? I'm boiling. Can't let a little heat ruin your holiday. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And Allison tells Zoe about her Christmas decorations. Allison goes all out for Christmas. She even puts elf prints around the presents as decorations. Vincent shows off his secret Santa gift, some kind of a pot, you know, because Vincent's a chef, so that's a whole big deal for him. He gives Zoe another gift that was left there for her. Zoe opens it, and it's the Clash vinyl. So somebody knows Zoe very well, and somebody knows Vincent very well. Obviously, they picked out the perfect present. Vincent offers Carter a bite-sized fruitcake. Did you ever have fruitcakes? I never had fruitcake. Really? Never. When I was a kid, I don't know how bad they are now, but when I was a kid, they used to come in these tins. They, when you see it, it's a little... Yeah, it's, it's like, they were brown, and if you dropped them on your foot, you'd break your foot. Yeah. And I don't think they ever went bad. I think they were like Twinkies. If we have a apocalypse, fruitcakes would survive. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like uh, <laughs> zombies' food right yeah, there. Yeah, they would survive, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> He refuses at first, but they talk him into trying it, and he thinks it's great, right? Yeah. Remember we watched the scene where he eats the piece of fruitcake? Yes. He loved it, huh? Yeah. The boy sitting next to him, who doesn't have any lines, but I'm a little confused by this, because you know the thing on Amazon that tells you who's in the scene? Um, You know, when you pause Amazon, it gives you pictures of all the people who are in the scenes. Well, it says the kid's name was Alex Hassis. Now, was that the kid that was talking with Carter at the calf? Yeah. I didn't know who that was. I didn't well, know. Well, I was a little confused because he's identified as boy eating cookie. He had like the best reactions to Carter eating the fruitcake, but he doesn't have any lines. I was a little confused because until I saw the thing that said boy eating cookie, I thought it was Kevin, who is Allison's son. Mm. On IMDb, it lists. Trevor Jackson, who plays Kevin, but on the Amazon thing, it lists... This boy eating cookie. Round. Yeah, boy eating cookie. <laughs> as It lists him as Alex Hosps. And if you look up Alex Hosp, it gives a credit for Eureka as boy eating cookie. So I'm a little confused, but <laughs> it was confusing. confusing. Yes. <laughs> it's really, really, really confusing. It was. You're right. You're right. After. Sir. So right then, right after Carter gets a taste of fruitcake, they get an alert about a possible airstrike. Allison calls it a bogey. Joe shows up with the GD SWAT team, and Carter's out in the street and trying to get everybody inside, and they wait for whatever is coming in the air. But Carter notices something odd and tells them to hold their fire, and what flies by them? The sleigh. With reindeer, right? So (laughs) sleigh goes over Eureka and crashes somewhere. Yes. Yes. Okay, so we cut back to the kids at the cafe who are not believing any of this. No. 
I think they do believe it. They, they don't want him. Right. It's not every day you get to track down a runaway Santa. So Joe and I, we jump at the chance. I want nothing to do with this. Not like I do. Hey, town's your turf. What's your trigger-happy Santa SWAT team invaded? Sorry, Carter. Uh, Holidays party starts soon at GD, and I'm on crowd control. Neither one of them wanted to look for it. Because it's Eureka, and these things happen all the time. Joe was too concerned about the holiday party. And Carter was just wanting to go home to his family for Christmas, so he wasn't interested in going to search for the sleigh. But Carter has to search for the sleigh because it happened in town. Chase down a fake stupid Santa. It's like 900 degrees. He's never going to get home. You know, so, I, I do have to say, <laughs> Carter is one of my favorites. He, he has that personality. His humor is hilarious. He screams, it's hilarious. I yeah. like Carter. So yeah, I, I always... like the guy who plays Carter. Yes, he has the facial expressions. He's funny verbally, but he's funny mm -hmm. physically. He's great. Like we said, Joe's worried about the holiday party, and Carter just wants to go home. So he's always disgusted with both of them. And she asks if she could just be of help somewhere. Joe said that they need help with first aid. The sleigh didn't hit anybody, but everybody trying to get out of the way caused a few injuries. Meanwhile, at GD, Fargo gets the place ready for the Christmas party. To the left. Yes, Chief. No, the other left. Relax, Fargo. It's just a party. No, it's the party. The time our GD family comes together in the spirit of giving. More candles. It's the time all you geeks fly your freak flags every year. No, that's Comic-Con. He's a little bit stressed out. Yeah. He's just yelling at everybody now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Face. <laughs> yeah. It's supposed to be the happiest time of the year, but he's yelling at everybody, huh? Yeah. It's crazy. <laughs> it is. So Joe heads for a lab to look for a security breach. She finds Dr. Drummer trying to take his experiment home. Uh-oh. Joe tells him that he's not authorized to take those. She keeps calling it an ornament. But she tells him she, he's not authorized to take his ornament home. He tells her that it's crystallized hydrogen and that it's too unstable to leave it unattended over the holidays. This is Eureka. Yes, yeah, Joe should know better. But nope, she doesn't let him take it. <laughs> she asks what it is, and he tells her it's his Peace on Earth project. Once it's fully formed, can provide long-lasting energy for everybody, which would eliminate the need for wars over oil or whatever we have wars over. But Joe, being Joe, who hasn't learned after how many years of living in Eureka, doesn't let him take it home. So now we move to the infirmary, and Allison and Zoe are talking about Carter. Zoe says Carter always wants to go home and visit his family, because in his head it sounds like, you know, you remember things the way you want to remember them, yeah, and, then, and not actually the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Right. Earlier in the episode, Zoe said all he does is drink beer and argue with his brothers. But he doesn't remember that. He remembers this fantasy Christmas uh -huh. that he has in his head. Yes, yes. And she said going home is never as good as the way he imagined it. She's happy to be stuck in Rita. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> do that! Do you have to do that? <laughs> this is going to take longer than we thought, isn't it? Right? <laughs> Face? Oh, I have to say, that was the best. Allison gets her secret Santa gift. Do you remember what Allison's gift was? Bunny slippers. And what did we say those would look good with? A Christmas story life. A Christmas story. Ralphie's bunny pajamas. Oh, they would be perfect yeah. with the bunny pajamas. Yeah. The pink bunny suit. Yeah, with those slippers that <laughs> with she With the got. slippers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Did we visit the Christmas story house on vacation? Yeah. So her slippers would have gone good with Ralphie's bunny suit. Huh. He could have given it to her because Ralphie didn't like the bunny suit, did he? <laughs> yeah. He looked like a deranged rabbit, his father said, right? Yeah. Something like that. You like a Christmas story live, right? 
Yeah. You never watch the original one because you won't. I don't know why. I don't know why. No. You don't? The only reason he knows what a Christmas story is is the live live one because Matthew Broderick was in it. Did you see the live one? I don't think I did. Matthew Broderick was the narrator, but they had him standing in all the scenes yeah. narrating. Yeah, and still to this day. I said, oh, my friend's cool. mom got hit by Matthew Broderick, and she goes, oh, my God, oh, my God, do you know who that was? That's Matthew Broderick. I didn't get a hit. We bumped into him. <laughs> we bumped yeah. into him. So Zoe is now on a mission to figure out who the secret Santa is. Hmm, tricky. Hmm, I know. Carter's on the road and finds the sleigh and someone in a red suit. But it's not Santa who is it. He's dressed as Santa, but it's Taggart. Taggart. Carter tells him that he damaged the EM shield, which doesn't really make sense because the EM shield was damaged before Taggart took his ride in the sleigh. Mm. But Carter decides to blame it on him. Now is Taggart, he has an accent. He's Australian. Australian, yes. Okay. Yes. Do you remember, DC, when we watched on the Sci-Fi channel? It was Alice in Wonderland, but that's not what they called it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Did you see it? I don't think I did. It was a while ago. The Sci-Fi Channel did a bunch of, like, they did The Wizard of Oz over, but it was called The Tin Man. And they did Alice in Wonderland over, but I can't remember what it was called. Taggart was in that, too. He was the White Knight. What was the name of that? Do you remember Kathy Bates was the Queen of Hearts? Yeah. And the guy from Deep Space Nine was the King of Hearts? What's the actor's name? Yeah. Matt F-E-W. Matt F-E-W-R-E-R, I think. It was in. Um, it was a movie. It was a Sci-Fi Channel movie, made for TV movie. When you come across it, let me know. But I can't remember. We have it on DVD somewhere. <laughs> what is it? Alice. That was just the name of it, Alice. Yeah. Oh. TV miniseries cast included Kathy Bates, Matt Fear, Harry Dean, and Tim Voyage of the Unicorn. Okay. It was uh, 2009. Okay. Miniseries. I knew it was a while ago. Yeah. Alice. Taggart said he didn't damage the EM shield, that he's been in his lab studying Scientology, which is a science that he made up. Taggart believes in Santa Claus, but because he's a scientist, he thinks everything can be explained in science. So he thinks that he can explain how Santa gets down the chimney and how he gets all the gifts there through science and that it's not magic. We know it's magic, right? Yeah. you can't explain all that. Yeah. Right? It is magic. Right. But Taggart thinks he's going to figure out how Santa does it because he thinks Santa is a scientist. Taggart's uh, sleigh doesn't work because it's crashed, so he needs a tow back to GD. Over at the GD Christmas party, everyone seems to be very hungry. They keep <laughs> mentioning how hungry everybody is. And Joe seems to be a little bit of a Scrooge. Yeah. Yeah. Silly. Taggart tells Carter his Christmas story, how he thought he caught Santa delivering gifts, and he has evidence, and his evidence, which from far away, you got excited, because you thought it was the flower and the beauty and the beast dome, oh. right? Didn't it yes, look like yes, it? Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> but it wasn't, it was lint from Santa's suit. Jack. Right. Carter says his story's ridiculous, and he gives all the answers that people always give that don't believe in Santa Claus, because they want to justify not believing in Santa Claus. Lent a tear from Santa's trousers. I've tested the fibers. They're fire-resistant. Again, I'm not Santa. Red pajamas. But Taggart has the Santa lint, like I said, and he shows Carter this gadget that he made to shrink the gifts. Yeah. Which means the gifts stay intact some way, so they're the correct size when you open them. So it's like the honey I shrink the kids machine. Kind of. Where everyone's shrinking and everything's getting bigger. Or bigger. 
Yes, but in this case, as soon as Carter opens the present, it's full size, so you mm-hmm. don't need a machine to unshrink it. I Wait, guess. Which is strange. Though. Yeah. It's very strange. So he gives Carter a tiny little box, and when he opens it, it's a can of Christmas cheer. And what happens when he opens the can of Christmas cheer? Sparkles. Sparkles are everywhere, and what else happens? We wish you a Merry Christmas. <laughs> right. Oh, yes, yes. The carolers. Yeah, the yeah. carolers. The carolers yes. pop out and sing a Christmas carol. Taggart tells him that it's programmed to Carter's voice, so every time Carter says what word? Christmas. Carolers jump out and sing. Oh, Christmas tree. It's funny when Carter says Christmas, and he goes, oh, not again. Just stop. (laughs) Just stop. But they don't go away. (laughs) Carter tells Allison about Taggart's new science, Scientology. Then we go to the Christmas party. Carter complains about the heat again. Vincent agrees and says that everybody seems to be very hungry. Mm. Carter and Joe go to Drummer's lab again, and they find that the crystal is bigger. Yeah. Yeah, the crystal's huge now. Yeah. It's big. And they call Henry, and Henry says it seems to be growing still, and that they have to move it to a bigger lab. Carter says, sarcastically, oh, Merry Christmas, and what happens? Carter came out. <laughs> yeah. Every time he says Christmas, they come out and sing. Zoe finds Zane with his secret Santa gift, which are Springsteen tickets. Zoe questions Fargo mm. about his gift, a $6 million man mint lunchbox. And uh, he goes, ooh, ooh. <laughs> And he has a bobblehead of himself, and then he's talking, he's to, the talking to the lunchbox. But you don't remember that show at all, $6 million man? Mm-mm. That's mm-hmm. way before your time, yeah. <laughs> he got a, a $6 million man lunchbox in mint condition, which is worth a lot of money. So Fargo says that the Secret Santa must be somebody who works in GD and who's able to hack his computer because he says that's the only way anybody would know that he was looking for a $6 million man lunchbox. But he also says, because Fargo's quite the jerk at times, that he's going to suspend whoever it is because they hacked his computer. So instead of being thankful for the gift, he's going to suspend the person. Mm -hmm. Carter finds that no one's ever heard of Dr. Drummer, so they don't know how he got access to GD or that lab. Joe and Carter talk a lot about how Joe doesn't like Christmas, which is not true, right? Uh. Is she faking it? And she even says, bah humbug, huh? Who says that? School. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Henry and Allison discover the crystal did not grow at all. And they figure out that they are shrinking. The crystal stay in the same size. The town and the people are shrinking. Like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yeah. Yeah. There is a part where... um, the um, Now what's going on? Who's the guy that got the lunchbox? Fargo. Fargo? Mm Mm-hmm. Carter was, I think, called somebody and said, you got to see this. There's like a big ribbon on the sign and there's a little kid and everything's just getting bigger yeah. and they're getting smaller. And the kid was pointing and yeah. Carter turned around and sees this big right. ornament coming after them. Yeah, because everything in town has shrunk except for that crystal. But that sign that we're going to get to mm. is on the outskirts of town so everything out of the town is regular size like bb just said carter who's at the edge of town Mm. sees the giant eureka sign carter doesn't realize that everybody's shrinking he thinks that everything outside of town is growing yeah we come back to the pregnant cafe diem and the kids are making fun of the story and not believing it and just like if you remember the princess bride when the kid didn't want to admit that he was actually enjoying the story and the grandfather says well if you don't like it we won't finish it So he says, well, if you're not interested, then I'll leave you to your hot chocolate and I'll go. But then we find out... <laughs> now, the, now the cookie boy wants <laughs> to hear more. <laughs> Whoever you are, cookie boy. <laughs> we don't know who you are. 
No name. Yeah. When they think he's going to stop telling the story, they want to hear it. And they wanted him to finish. Back to the story, Henry explains that everything inside the EM field is shrinking. And the energy it takes to compress everything and everyone is causing the heat. That's why everybody's so hot. And because everything is being compressed, their metabolisms are working overtime. So that's why everybody's so hungry. Jack, under his breath, says, oh, this is a great Christmas. And what happens? Carolers come out. (laughs) (laughs) Fargo, when he's talking about everything that's going on, mentions something about miniature, which makes Carter remember Taggart's machine. He goes to Taggart's lab. He doesn't find Taggart, but he finds a plate of cookies. Oh, yeah, Carter takes one in the thing. (laughs) Right, he gets stuck in Taggart's Santa trap, because now Taggart wants to trap Santa to talk to him himself. Carter says, get me out, get me out! (laughs) After he gets Carter out of the trap, Carter tells Taggart that the town is shrinking. Taggart said that's impossible. Carter's blaming his machine. Mm. Taggart discovers that the field in his machine has expanded to the town. The EM shield is the only thing keeping it in. He says that someone would have to try to shrink something very dense, like something that if you dropped it, it would break your foot. Mm. (laughs) So Carter was blaming Taggart, and then Taggart opened the machine and tried it, and he said, it's not me. Right, but then he found out that somebody used the machine without Taggart knowing it, and he said they would have to shrink something very dense to get it to malfunction that way. Carter remembers the fruitcake. Now, this is like a tricky thing because then he goes back to the party, right? Right. And then he talks to Vincent and says, how did you get access to the machine? He realizes that Vincent was shrinking the fruitcake. And so those little bites of fruitcake were that good because they were shrunk from full-size fruitcake. Like BB just said, Carter goes to confront Vincent And screams at him about the amount of calories he's eaten. Because now he realizes that every time he took a piece of that fruitcake, he ate a whole cake. A whole cake. And I don't know why he's worried about calories. But apparently he is. Maybe he just wants to stay in shape. (laughs) I guess. So it turns out that Vincent, in order to keep the fruitcake from losing its fruity, nutty goodness. Fruitcake? I beg your pardon? You used Taggart's shrinking machine, didn't you? I'm... I... I... I'm sure I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, really? I know. Those little pieces are pieces at all, are they? They're entire freaking cakes. Do you know how many calories I've ingested? I just... I just wanted to make a fruitcake that wouldn't be the object of ridicule. I mean, they get such a bad rap, Sheriff. I've reshrunk each cake about a half a dozen times. It's the only way to maximize the fruity, nutty goodness that is fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> goodness? <laughs> Okay. In order not to lose its fruity, nutty goodness, he had to shrink each cake a half a dozen times. So that's a lot of work with that machine, shrinking something very dense, like we said. Carter gets a call. He's downtown. He turns around and he sees giant Christmas bows floating in the air. Because now things from the outside of Eureka are flying flying in to to Eureka. Which would not be a big problem, except that they're giant size. Mm. Like you said earlier, he sees a kid standing in the middle of the road pointing. pointing and he turns around and there's a big red ornament chasing yeah. him. And there he is. Ah! Yeah, just like Indiana Jones in the boulder. 
the ornament's rolling, rolling, rolling. He grabs the kid. He gets him safe. The thing, the ornament keeps coming, and then right. what happens, he was trying to run, and the ornament just flattens flat. him. Good thing it wasn't all that heavy. <laughs> so Dr. Drummond shows up at GD to help. He's wearing a Santa suit, and he seems to know a lot about Joe's family. He asks her when she stopped liking candy canes. She said when she had to grow up. You know what got me in that part is uh, where he said, I know about you, and mm-hmm. I know you were in the military, and... Why did you leave the or military or something? I don't know that he said, why did you leave? But her whole family was like a military. Yeah, all her brothers are in the military. Joe was in the military. It's a military family mm-hmm. is what he's saying. And he says that holidays are difficult mm-hmm. for military families because they're not always together. Sometimes they're not together for years. No. Actually, we find out later that's Joe's problem. She mm-hmm. hasn't been with her family altogether for years because her brothers are serving overseas mm-hmm. and they're in danger. She's no longer in the military, no. but the position she has at GD and earlier, which you haven't seen, when she was Carter's deputy, okay. those are government positions. So she's kind of in the military yeah. because she works in Eureka. So he understands why she isn't thrilled about Christmas anymore. And it's really not because she had to grow up, because people who grow up still enjoy Christmas and still believe in Santa Claus. It's just that she hasn't been with her family in a long time. Dr. Drummer goes to the lab and gives his suggestions on how to make the crystal stop growing. But there's still the issue of the town shrinking. And Dr. Drummond says, well, Henry, you'll figure something out you always do. They're trying to find out what this crystal is made of, and Drummond says there is a secret ingredient. Taggart tells Drummond that there should not be any secrets in science, but Drummond says everything is not always about science, and he's really talking to Taggart here, mm-hmm. and it's not really about the crystal. He says everything's not always about science, and some things are better left unexplained, like the magic of Santa. It's just as fun knowing it's magic. We it don't is need, magic. Yeah, but we don't need to know how it works. All we need to know is it's magic. It is we cut to Allison. She's on the phone with Kevin, and she's telling him that she'll be home as soon as possible. Carter makes the mistake of calling this a horrible day in front of Allison. And it was a horrible day. They're shrinking. But <laughs> Allison, you know, she gets angry with him just because he doesn't like Christmas. He doesn't have to ruin it for everybody else. She tells him about her family and how she wants Christmases to be better for her kids. Yeah. Her family were scientists and didn't believe in anything that you couldn't see. So it was like, okay... Because they don't believe in anything, they didn't want her to believe in, again, something that you couldn't see or that you couldn't prove. Mm -hmm. They told her there was no Santa Claus. And because nobody in that family believes in Santa Claus, Santa Claus didn't go there because why would he? So she not only didn't get gifts from Santa, but the gifts she got from her parents weren't even wrapped because that was a waste of paper. So she wanted her kids to have the Christmases that she didn't have. And Carter understands that. Henry Carter and Taggart figure out that they need to make the crystal explode to reverse the shrinkage in the town. But because it's going to expend so much energy when it explodes, they can't do it in GD or really in the town. They have to shrink it and shoot it at the highest point of the EM field. I guess they thought they would use helicopters, but Fargo comes in and says the extreme heat outside. With the extreme heat, the helicopter, it wouldn't work. The propellers the melted propellers or bent or, or something. Bent yeah. or so then Tagger had an idea and taking the Santa slide yes, and right. you could see Carter screaming. And, yeah. Where's the seatbelts on this? <laughs> So Jack and Carter take off. Carter screams, like you said, the whole way. When they get high enough for Carter to shoot the crystal, 
Taggart has to throw it, and Carter has to shoot at it with a gun, and they only get one shot. So he shoots the crystal, it explodes, and then he says, we got to get out of here, because mm. it exploded. So Taggart figures they'd go back to Yurik in style, and he turns on the holographic reindeer. And did one of those reindeers have a red nose? Do you remember? Yeah. What do you think that red-nosed reindeer's name was? Rudolph. You think so? I think so. Yeah. yeah. And what's neat is, with the sleigh, it's the Rudolph 2.1. Is that what it was? That I didn't was even the know sleigh. It, it was oh. Rudolph 2.1. <laughs> so like, when you see the sleigh mm-hmm. and Tagger talking, yeah. when um, Tagger and Carter are talking, and Carter's on this side, you can see half of Rudolph 2.1. Oh, I didn't even sleigh. notice that. Yeah. Good eye. Thank you. Back at GD, Joe and Fargo talk about the party. Fargo's depressed. Joe said it was a great party, but Fargo didn't get to enjoy it. Joe kind of gives him a pep talk. And Fargo heads to Cafe Diem. Joe says she'll be there in a few minutes. Zoe shows up and tells her that she knows that Joe is Secret Santa. She says that it doesn't make sense because Joe hates Christmas. Now, I think the easiest way to figure that out was Joe's the only one who didn't get a present. Mm -hmm. Joe explains that, like we talked about earlier, that she used to get a kick out of seeing her brothers open the perfect present from her on Christmas. And now all her brothers are in the service. They haven't been together in years, so she's not really into Christmas as she used to be, but it still makes her happy to get the perfect gift for her friends. Zoe wants to know what she got for Carter. Joe said that he was tough. We haven't seen it yet, but she thinks she nailed it. Back at Cafe Diem, Carter and Taggart land to a crowd and everybody applauding. Henry says that everything's back to normal, except there's a star in the sky, which looks like... The North Star. Yeah. And it's snowing. Oh, it's like a Hallmark movie yes. right now. Right. <laughs> True. Hallmark I, That was what I was thinking, too, when they said it's snowing. But Henry starts to explain it, it's probably from the effects of the exploding the thing, and Carter's like, would you just stop explaining everything? We shouldn't try to explain everything anyway. It's snowing. That's it. It's snowing! <laughs> the rapid expansion must have cooled the moisture in our atmosphere. Henry, it's snowing. It's <laughs> so Drummond tells Carter that he's happy that he got to spend Christmas with his family. He's trying to tell Carter that even though he didn't get to go home to his family, he's with his family in Eureka, which I think Carter figured out at that point anyway. Taggart tries to get Drummond to stay and answer questions, but it's Christmas Eve and Drummer says he has an errand to run. What do you think that is? Hey, see, now I think he's Santa. Yeah. Because he said, I have an errand to run. I have an errand to run. It's Christmas Eve. He's got to deliver a present, right? Yeah. He'll be back at the same time next year, he said. So what do you think? Do you think he's Santa? Yeah. I have to say yes. Yes. He is. And then he winks at Taggart before he leaves, and you see a little twinkle in his eye. Magic. Not science. Magic. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Back to Carter telling the story to the kids. The kids are like, oh, are you trying to tell us that Drummond was Santa? And he says, I'm just telling the story. You could believe what you want or not believe what you want. It's up to them whether to believe that Dr. Drummond is Santa or not. But the moral of the story was spending Christmas in Eureka with friends and family is the best gift of all. Right? That is the best gift. Right. To spend with family and friends. Sheriff Carter, please tell me that you're not suggesting that this drummer dude is Santa. I'm just sharing this story. You guys can believe what you want. Was any of that true? All of it. But here's the absolute truth. Spending the holidays with friends and family in Eureka, that's the best gift of all. So first, they make fun of the sappiness of his story. But then they thank him because they really did enjoy it, you could tell. They want to hear more of the story. But then they tell him it was a pretty good story. 
We jump one more time back to the past. They're in Cafe Diem, and Carter gets his gift from the Secret Santa, which we know is Joe. Carter doesn't. And it's a picture of everyone in Eureka. Yeah. That's one of the best presents ever, to have everyone in Eureka. Yeah. Zoe says they could still go home to see their family, but Carter decides to spend Christmas in Eureka. We live in a community where every day we are presented with um, unique challenges. But today, let's remember and rejoice at how wonderful it is to be alive and how lucky we are to be together. Here, here. Cheers. 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 The end. The end. <laughs> Thank you, guys. You're Thank welcome. you. You did a great job. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm hoping that BB will come back for the next Christmas episode. I will be back okay. for the next Christmas Is that good? episode. Yeah. So you and BB together will record. Do you hear when I hear? So thanks, BB, for coming to, <laughs> You're to record with us. You're welcome. And we will see you again at the next Christmas episode. Yes, you will. All right. Uh, Bye. 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 Let's hear a fa la 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 la. Fa la 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 Christmas is over. Come back next time. Ho ho ho. Bye. Please remember to follow us on our Facebook page. Yeah, that can't be good. At facebook.com backslash Eureka Rewatch. Or on Twitter at Eureka Rewatch. Links to information discussed during our podcasts will be added to our website at EurekaRewatch.com. You can also listen to our podcast on Podbean. If you'd like to send us an email, please email us at EurekaRewatch at gmail. We would love to hear from you. And we're now also available on Google Play.